Welcome back to Digitally Distracted. I am Game Dave, and today I have a very special, sexual, excuse me, attractive guest today. One, one of my closest friends via the internet, but the first time we met was in person, so it's that's why it's so special. But I have with me special guest Johnny Millennium. You know him as Happy Console Gamer. Johnny, say hello. Hello, and thank you, Dave, for having me. It's always a pleasure when we can get together and do something together. We have talked so much that if we lived in the same city, we would be doing a show together all the time. We'd be chatting. We'd be playing D&D every single day. Oh, my goodness. The the day that we get to play D&D together is going to be ridiculous. We have to make that happen, okay? That has to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So this is going to be a fun, casual conversation. I, I mean, Johnny and I basically talk like this all the time anyway, so it just made sense. Gerald is being a lazy boy, so you know what? I knew. I knew Johnny would be on the case, and I, I knew he was going to be one of my first Hey, I, I buried him in anyway. my backyard. He, that's where he is right now. <laughs> he's he's uh, Kim is finishing up the burial yes. <laughs> at this She's moment right now. pounding it down right now. Nothing happened here. Nothing happened here. No. No, no, no uh, calls for alarm. Do not call the police. No. Do not. But today we are going to be talking about a very special topic. It's gonna. It might get nasty. Who knows? But we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter because I have always been a Mortal Kombat fanboy. It's it's been my go-to fighting game franchise forever. It's the only one that I'm uh, semi decent at. I'm ju- usually not good at fighting games, and I know. It, you know, if Johnny, if you had to pick, what's your favorite fighting franchise? I just want to say for the record here that I only found out this topic about 10 minutes ago <laughs> before we started. <laughs> I threw on a Street Fighter shirt and I'm like, man, Dave's starting with a controversy. He's trying to get controversial here. I <laughs> The friendliest controversy ever on camera. <laughs> the friendliest. Nobody's going to murder each other here. Not like your friend in my backyard. But right, right. I will say that I just want to go back for a second I want to state yes. for the record that I was 15 years old when I first saw Mortal Kombat, and I was a Street Fighter guy. I played Street Fighter 1 in the arcades. I saw Street Fighter 2. It was, like, life-changing. I couldn't believe it. And then I went to my local arcade, and I saw huge crowds around a new machine that had just come in. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. Is this another fighting game? What is this? And I looked, and I was like... Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh, I don't really like the name. The name's kind of cheesy. <laughs> Who would have figured that it'd become so unbelievably classic? But oh, yeah, Mortal I, Mondays. Yeah, and I'm looking over at the screen, and I saw like these digitized characters, which I want to say for the record, in my mind, I was like, ooh, what is this, a scrappy Street Fighter clone? Look at those characters, don't even look good, blah, blah, blah. But in the back ooh. of my mind, I knew that it looked really cool and different. I love that it was more realistic in that sense, you know, with that digitized look. What was it like for you? Well, for me, I uh, the, my first experience with Street Fighter was the Street Fighter 2 World Warrior version on the Super Nintendo, of all things. That was my first You never saw the arcades? Experience. I've, I've played the arcade ones, but my first experience was at a friend's house because, as as you know, and the fans out there know, I was always a generation behind in consoles, so our neighbors had the Super Nintendo, which blew my mind, and they had Street Fighter II, the World Warrior, and I was like, this is kind of cool. And I, uh, Blanca was really weird, and I, I was really into uh, playing as Blanca, but I was terrible with Blanca. Um, and we'll, we'll get into the characters later on in the show today. Right. But, 
that that was my first experience and I I was always get destroyed in it. So it was like in my mind because you know, I didn't own the game. I didn't have time to practice and that's the thing with fighting games. Yeah, you can pick them up and play them. But for the most part, if you're just going over to your buddies and playing a game that you don't own, it's you know, with fighting games, you try to mash the buttons and unless you're an aficionado of fighting game mechanics, it's difficult to jump into one. Well, especially and I was you don't massacred. own the game, so you're just going over, getting your butt kicked and going home going, "I suck at it, but I love it." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was in the I was too sensitive. So when my delicate flower soul got home, I was like, man, I don't really like that game. I don't really like it because I got destroyed so bad. It, it was one of those situations where I was I was losing so much. It kind of gave me this like bad taste in my mouth and kind of ruined the series for me uh, for a while. And when Mortal Kombat came out, my first experience with Mortal Kombat was again on the console. And I think for me, the, the biggest difference is, you know, Street Fighter, it's, it's all about the half circles. It's all about the half circles. Whereas Mortal Kombat is very choppy. It's very choppy. And, and Up, so did that work know. for you? The, the, I got that Because it didn't work for me. I preferred all the half circles, I you know, because I was uh, practicing Street Fighter at the time. And I was getting a lot better at it. I got really good at Street Fighter. I played Mortal Kombat and I just get annihilated. You know, and be, yeah. people be finishing me all over the place. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't yeah. like this game because I'm not good at it. I never said that at mm-hmm. the time. I just said, I don't like that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that game because it's not good. Though yeah. secretly is like, I, I can't figure this game out. But I was the complete opposite. That's why this is the perfect versus episode. Because I, I was very good. And for me to be good at a fighting game takes a lot. And I was good at Mortal Kombat because of that choppiness. And the way that I would sort of connect it, which is kind of... Yeah, I, th- I think you'll find this interesting. If not, well, I'm sorry. Deal with it. But <laughs> I think for Mortal Kombat, that choppiness really equates to what I would say is traditional Japanese karate, where it is very much, it's very stance-based. It's very, hoo, ooh, ooh, like the choppy movements wow. of karate, whereas Street Fighter has this sort of flowy sort of action style in the way that you control the gameplay and the attacks that reminds me more of a Chinese Kung Fu, which is very smooth. You don't really see each individual move, whereas in Mortal Kombat, it's very easy to see, oh, there was the punch, there was the block, there was the kick, and then in Kung Fu, it's very flowy, where it's like, wait, where? how many, there, six punches just happened in that move. I, I just want to say... I think that's, that's sort of what it is. I just want to say, that's the most eloquent way I've ever heard <laughs> of Street Fighter being compared to Mortal Kombat. Bravo! Number one. <laughs> well, thank you. Which that's is funny, fun- because I, I actually prefer, when it comes to martial arts, I do prefer Kung Fu to karate, but I am better at karate than I am at Kung Fu when it comes to martial arts skills, so maybe that... <laughs> has something to do with it, the the game influencing the physical world for me. It, it's really interesting that Mortal Kombat was very much like that. It it almost, the play style was almost like how the characters moved on screen, which makes absolute sense because it is the mechanics of the game, but it felt very choppy and very duh, 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 you know? Like when kicks connected, they didn't connect the same way they did in Street Fighter, and I just couldn't understand that. I didn't, I didn't like it. And so for me in my neighborhood... I played all the time in the arcade. I would take my lunch money every single day, go and play Street Fighter, and I was getting my ass kicked for a long time. (laughs) 
And then all yeah. of a sudden, I learned the mechanics of it, and I learned how to do the uppercuts, and I learned the moves. I and mean, this is before the internet. I didn't. And this is something else you have to mention because I want to hear how you learned some of the moves from Mortal Kombat. I learned the moves for Street Fighter by talking to people, and people didn't want to tell you their moves. Uh, it's just so funny because they were secrets. They were secrets of how how good they were with the characters. They didn't want to tell you how to do like a hurricane kick because that was their oh, yeah. move. They didn't know how to do it. Where a lot of people knew how to do it. Not everybody did know how to do it. How did you learn the super moves in Mortal Kombat? Like, were you just were you just reading in the manual? Because I guess you could. I was in the street. I was in the arcade days. So, yeah, exactly. And I was more, uh, you know, console based when it came to my fighting game experiences until I think Mortal Kombat three, or it may have been when they they rebranded it as Ultimate. That's when I started playing more Mortal Kombat, <laughs> more Mortal Kombat in more, the yeah. arcade. But before then, it was all at home. And I told the story a little bit where uh, my first sort of experience with the internet was looking up codes, and we looked up the Mortal Kombat moves, uh, move sets and fatality sets on you know dial up, because I knew that we knew like the very basic moves, like we could do uh, you know scorpions attacks, very you know because it was it was simple, the sort of down back, and that's what I always liked about Mortal Kombat is that you could kind of figure out everybody's moves very easy because of that choppy sort of you know down down back uh <laughs> you know down back x you know uh, i did end up when we got to the playstation or down back a or down back b and th so that was like the first experience with pulling up move sets and the fatalities and even having the fatality uh right in front of me you know it's like oh it must be at sweeping distance and then you put in the you know b hold hold back, press A, B, A, B, B, Y, whatever, I still struggled to pull off the fatalities. Because the, so fatality, me, the fatalities were so about absolute perfection of timing. Mm -hmm. You either did it exactly that way or it wasn't going to happen. And there was no way to know how to get that timing. I suck. Still to this day, finishing moves and our fatalities, no go for me. Oh, and I'm, you know, as a fan even, I'm the same way. I don't know any fatalities off the top of my head. So with fatalities and, and those being so difficult, you can kind of see in the newer Mortal Kombat games where it, it's so easy to access the movesets and you can just do, like, fatality training. Uh, I know with Mortal Kombat 9, you know, if you wanted to do a uh, fatality, it's like, oh, I beat you. Hold on, let me pause and look up how to do it. Right. And then go back and do the fatality. So it's such a different feeling now than it was back then of discovering fatalities. The few times that I did see someone perform a fatality in the arcade, it was mind-blowing. It was insane because I knew it wasn't something that I was going to pull off. But there was that weird se this secret tome of, of the moves of Mortal Kombat was sort of this thing. And that, that was one of the things that set Mortal Kombat so far away from Street Fighter and made it its own unique thing. It wasn't just a fighting game clone. They were really doing some different stuff with a digitized look, with the entire moveset and all that. But it was these fatalities that made Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. And I'm with you. I remember walking into the arcade and seeing people ripping like skulls out, you know, the mm -hmm. spinal cord. And I'm like, oh my God, it was like, it was shocking. It was shocking you'd never seen any violence like that in a video game. And I, I applauded it. I loved it. But it was, still wasn't the fighting game for me. But I loved the blood. I loved the guts of it. I thought that was... Those those fatalities set it in a universe all of itself. And yeah, that's the one thing about Mortal Kombat that I love the most.
Yeah, definitely with Street Fighter, the, the most you would get in those early days was, you know, the end of battle screens where somebody's face would be beaten to a pulp. That's pretty much the, the most violent that, that I, it would get. I, I know and then Mortal Kombat say, really like, pushed well, the shock value. Yeah, I want to say a little point. I always wished, because of those fatalities in Mortal Kombat, that in Street Fighter, there was a way to finish your opponent and embarrass them. Because you talk about going down the road to your friend's place uh, and uh, losing all the time. I was the guy who got Street Fighter on the Super Nintendo, and I was destroying the neighborhood. And I was like, bring him on. There was a lineup down the road to my house. Come on in. Destroy that kid. You know, his ego is gone and send him on his way. So, yeah, there was a lineup down the block of kids coming into my house and getting destroyed, destroying their egos and sending them on the way. I loved the game, and I loved insulting people while I played. I was a... It's a terrible thing. I've had people leave my house, slam doors, yell at me, and all that. And I'm such an asshole that I always wished there was another way to top that. That there was another mm. way to, to do an embarrassing finishing move on a character. And just be like, ha, ha, ha. And yeah, even more than what I did. It was how I entertained myself before the internet. By insulting and destroying my friends in Street Fighter. <laughs> you, would, you would have not had a good time at my house back then. We, we would have struggled. We would have struggled for sure. So let, let's talk about that then. So if uh, the easy one would be uh, Blanca would obviously shock someone to death. But what, what would be, okay, what would be some of the fatalities of some of the, the classic iconic Street Fighter characters? What do you think? Let's make up some, some fatalities for them. Blanca, okay. I think, oh, definitely like, the, like, like a Ken death shock. Ken would do his fiery uppercut and knock off somebody's head and like have their body in flames. I'm just guessing. Like you're putting me on the spot here. That uh, makes sense. Ryu, I like that. That's good. Ryu would probably do a hurricane kick into like flipping off all the pieces of the body. I can see he goes up and he catches them in a whirlwind, and he just like, oh yeah. And where Mortal Kombat would have thousands of body parts fall yeah, down. Yeah, just be flanking over in a fatality. It'd be so weird for yeah. Ryu standing there. And then Chun Li. Chun Li would use her her furiously strong thighs to pop someone's head off. I think that would be wonderful. And E Honda, <laughs> that would be wonderful. E Honda, the slapping. He just like he'd either slap you against a wall and crush you to death, or just blast oh, yeah. up all your body parts. Oh God, who else get is those, there? We, we got to get the the fans out there to make a, a rom hack where that's yeah, they put fatalities in hey, Street Fighter. It'd be call, hey, it'd be called Fatal Fighter. Whoa. Whoa. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. It must happen. <laughs> Share this video with your, your favorite programming buddies. The, the, amount, of fun they, see, see. the amount of fun they could have with that. Oh, my. So that was always why I was jealous about Mortal Kombat is they had fatalities and Street Fighter mm -hmm. didn't. Uh, you could right. you could end it in a super and stuff like that in the in the future, and there was some super taunts and things like that with Dan in the future, but nothing like uh, more combat. More combat took it a whole other degree, man. They not only did like uh, you know like fatalities, they did friendships. I mean, that was the yeah. most brilliant thing I'd ever seen when I first saw that. I'm like, they are on fire, you know what I mean? With more combat too. Unreal. Yeah, trying to appeal more to the mainstream because not everybody wanted to horrifically murder their opponents perhaps so we had the friendships and and then it got really ridiculous with the uh babalities oh yeah babality oh so dumb like i gotta say there's been a lot of mortal Kombat missteps in the franchise which we'll we'll get into later on and that's going to be a ding for me when it comes to mine but let, let's talk about the skill like if you really look at mortal Kombat and street fighter and we talk about the skill 
do you think there's a discrepancy on which one involves more skill compared to the other? Well, I, I will say this. I'll say combining, you know, looking at Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat, they're very simplistic in a lot of ways. More, uh, Street Fighter had accidental combos, and I think that added something there, but there was also that in Mortal Kombat. I personally think there's more of a robust character set and move set in Street Fighter 2 compared to the original Mortal Kombat 1. But if you look at things now, like Mortal mm -hmm. Kombat XL to Street Fighter 5, I mean, they've upped the ante. They've taken it, you know, they've modernized everything, the combo systems, the amount of moves you have. They're right on par now. But I think in the beginning, Mortal Kombat was just trying to do their own thing. I don't think it was on the same level, but I think it aspired to that. I think with Mortal Kombat 2, they got more there. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely more... Initially, the focus really was shock value. Like, no, this is... You have seen nothing yet <laughs> with, you know, the Mortal Kombat aspect. And, and Mortal Kombat 2 uh, really refined things. Mortal Kombat, the original, is is pretty hard to go back and play now. It, it's very stiff. Uh, the moves are just not as varied. It's not as... <laughs> it's not as good-looking of a game. Uh, we can get into that later. And right. then the combos did sort of show up later, um, sort of piggybacking on Street Fighter's uh, sort of unintentional combo system that, that grew and grew and grew. And then Mortal Kombat 3 is where they did sort of, I, I believe Mortal Kombat 3 is the first uh, instance of adding the run button, where you could run over to your opponent very quickly. That's and right. And often you would sort of chain the combos off of the run and if you could not master combos which sucked for me if you couldn't master the combos you really couldn't win anymore like it was so focused on combos someone who played like me where i was sort of more defensive and and, and focusing on the basic attacks i was hopeless at that point yeah it became about you got a chain it was about chaining combos yes. and things like that yes. and getting maximum damage through that and i must admit something i hear something i'm gonna admit i I'm going to admit something that I really like the original Mortal Kombat because the nostalgia, okay. the nostalgia factor. Then when I played and I got it right here, uh, right here, I sold it back in the day and I rebought it. This on the Super Nintendo was what made me a believer. I mean, this game mm -hmm. was so much better than Mortal Kombat 1, uh, the movesets yeah. and, and all of that. And this was where I think... I was the biggest fan of Mortal Kombat. I think I bought this game. I brought it home. I sucked at it. I never got good at it. I tried. I got all my friends over. who were Street Fighter guys. <laughs> we all sucked at it. We were sucking together. It was a big suck fest. But we were just sucking together. We were sucking together. But we loved this game. But after this game, when they brought out Mortal Kombat 3, I kind of went, I saw it in the arcades and I was like, oh, wow, it's kind of cool. And oh, they got a character that looks kind of like a predator. And I was out. Yeah, I I, saw, I I was out of the series. I was officially a Street Fighter guy after that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat three was, I think, the first huge misstep in the series. Mortal Kombat two is by far my favorite in the series. Yeah, when it comes to the original games, up through, I guess, I guess the cutoff could kind of be before they went three D with Mortal Kombat four. Oh yeah, so sort of stopping after a trilogy, I guess, would be kind of the last classic of the series Mortal Kombat 2 just did so many amazing things and, and just polished it and nailed the format and the formula of what Mortal Kombat was about and then 
it sort of walked away where the first game is very nostalgic because it has that classic oriental sort of style to it and it stays in that world there's mysticism about it absolutely yes yes and then as the story got so much more convoluted and they moved into sort of this this modern day feel where you're on the subway and you've got a cop striker (laughs) yes then it started to get weird and it was so bad to the point where you know all these characters were missing that they had to make Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 just to, to right the wrongs. And Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was pretty great when it comes to like having so many characters and stages and worlds. Uh, and, and then you had Trilogy, which was just was almost too much. And, and a lot of the ports of those games were poorly done, where it was, like, unplayable oh. to, to really beat the single-player ladders hey, in this is, uh, this trilogy. Is, I just want to say, this is really great for me. I'm getting a Mortal Kombat history lesson of where I tuned out. I really like this. So so continue on. So, like, um, <laughs> like there's uh, the three and then Ultimate. And then what happened after that? So after Ultimate, that's when we kind of got into, we went 3D. And I remember when the cabinets showed up in our arcade for Mortal Kombat 4, which was the first 3D Mortal Kombat. And it was it was bizarre. Uh, I remember having the, the PS1 version at home, and I would play with my buddy. I remember my buddy Scott, my, my good buddy Scott had it, and, and we would play that um, quite a lot. And it was 3D in the sense that you could sort of do... You know, you could move into the background. It, it was still like it was like 2.5D almost, but the characters were all, um, you know, made of polygons and everything. It had that classic ugly PlayStation look that has not aged as well for a oh, lot of no, the games. Oh no, that that looks very bad. Yes. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 4, not great, not great at all. Now I want to kind of talk about this if you're if you're willing. Uh, I'm you mentioned willing. this on your channel before, of course. The Happy Console Gamer. I mean, come on, you all know him, you all love him, but. You, you've mentioned before that you were you were a bit of um I I think you'd use the term thug a bit of a thug back in the day I, I right like, would you I, say I would like to say I was more punkish I was definitely not a thug <laughs> I'd say I was more punkish than anything yeah. else Okay um, I, the only reason I didn't want to say punk because a lot of times the the uh, the term punk will be associated with a musician specifically but oh. if you want to go punk. Yeah, I, I was more, I had purple hair, I, you know, like... Uh, like you looked a, like you were in a, a Gigi Allen cover band, is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? <laughs> I, was, I was a, you know, I was a good kid, I honestly was, I was hanging out with a group of skateboarders, and our local spot was a local arcade, and it was just so shady, so shady, <laughs> the shadiest people there, and you kind of yeah. had to get a kind of a bit of a tough attitude if you wanted to hang out at this arcade, and we, I was there every day. Me and my girlfriend lived at the arcade. We lived at the arcade. It was so ridiculous. I was like 15, 16 years old at this point. And we'd uh-huh. go to the arcade every single day. And I'd say, hey, mom, can I have $2 for the arcade? And uh, the great thing is, is after a while of going up there and playing Street Fighter all the time, I'd only need to take up one quarter. And uh, because I at the local arcade, there was one guy, one Japanese guy, who would come in and he'd destroy everybody. He was amazing at the game. And I, mm-hmm. I, I studied him and all that. And he'd always put on these gloves, these gloves. And he'd, and he'd sit there and he'd kick everybody's asses. And I'd always study how he played. And I was, and he'd always play Ryu. And I'm like, okay, fine. He's like, I'm like, oh, he's always using um, shurikens to counter, you know, dragon punches to counter. And he's that's his big thing. So I would sit on Thursday, like, you know, Friday nights where everybody else is off doing things. I'd be in the arcade with my girlfriend. She'd probably gone home at that point. And I'd sit there for hours just doing uppercuts from one side of the screen to the left, uh, back and forth, 
on the fly. Just and I just practiced. Like he was like the Karate Kid, and yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and eventually that guy came in who was he was king of the arcade. He was, and mm. uh, he had this little kid beside him who would come in that had a really bad jacket that said uh, "Sweat Secret." On the back, I, it was, <laughs> and we always used to call them "sweet secrets," but he said "sweat secret." It was like bad English. Right? Back, yeah. it was, it's really funny. And he would come, and he'd be like, "Yeah, my friend's gonna kick your ass," because uh, the guy who's really good at Street Fighter couldn't speak English. And mm -hmm. um, so this one moment happened. I just want to talk about this because you said the punkiness. It was bringing me back to the punkiness, the, the craziness that happened in this arcade. And mm -hmm. this Asian guy came in one day, and he put on his gloves. And he's playing. And I went and got my quarter and I put in my quarter. And I played him. And it was the weirdest thing. It was almost like in slow motion. I'm playing him. And I'm just... I played the game so much. I just knew every counter move. I was like Neo in the Matrix. Just just doing the counter punches. Just knowing exactly what, he, what he's going to do. I uppercut, uppercut. And he was... I beat him. Finished him. And all of a sudden he took off the gloves. And he walked away. And no shit, Dave. This is not like to make something sound like the Karate Kid. That guy never came to the arcade ever again. I never saw him back. I think maybe wow. he came back one time after that, I think in recollection, but he was gone. And at that point, I don't sound all hokey here, but I, the, I, this is what it was like back in the 90s. I was the best in the arcade at that point. I had beat the best guy. And after that, my confidence rose and I could, I did ne I never lost in Street Fighter ever at that point. And, um, those who, and then so I don't know I really embraced the arcade and and uh, I was really well known in that arcade just for hanging out not even for playing Street Fighter because I was always goddamn there and so yeah, and you you beat the final boss of the arcade I did I did and <laughs> it's really sad eventually that arcade a couple of years later got closed down but the local people that had other businesses around uh, this mm. arcade all voted them out because honestly, it was bringing the worst of the worst people there, and right. uh, it, that, that's sort of the difference when when you were sort of coming up in the arcades. Yeah, arcades were seen, maybe not everywhere, but they were seen as sort of these, you know, loser like um, seedy hangouts back right. then. You know, arcades weren't family friendly environments for the most part in that era. I mean, I came up when they were sort of. Uh, more accepting for for families and things like that, you know. You're it's not like you were going there and 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 had kids playing games for tickets back then, you know. Well, you know, a lot of people. I got a couple of stories. I remember Rob, you know, who's on the show quite a lot. He would not even back then. I used to hang out with his brother back then. I didn't know. I didn't really hang out with Rob because he was so young. But mm -hmm. uh, he was only three years younger than me. But at that age, that seems like a huge, uh, big branching. But he had his, he wouldn't come to the arcade. He was terrified of it. Many people wouldn't come to the arcade uh, because it was such a scary place. And mm -hmm. since I knew everybody, it was okay. But if you came up to the arcade and you start causing an issue or there was an issue, it would get very, very bad. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I There was so many drug deals there. It was unreal. I mean, we had people wow. from other school, other high schools, like five different high schools would all come there. And there'd be certain nights when all the cars would pull up with certain gang members looking for a certain person. Wow. Wow. Oh. That's a real, real Cuneo Coon situation going on here. It was insane. And I'm not wow. kidding you. I loved it. I love the excitement <laughs> of the place. I, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I I liked it and I I was very I never had any problems there. I never had any issues there. 
at all. So you weren't really connected to that that seedy underbelly of that local arcade. You were just there to play games. Yeah, so, well, I'll say this much, that I had friends of mine that were to do with that, and I knew mm-hmm. people that were doing that. But for me, it was about Street Fighter. It was about the love of video games. And and I, I never talked about that too much to my friends. I never said, I'm just here for the video games. I yeah. was there to smoke cigarettes, hang on the bench with all my friends and my girlfriend, and that's what we did every day. I, I actually, to be honest with you, I do feel sorry for the girl I went out with back then, even though she was a, a piece of work herself. <laughs> but, but, but I... A, P- a POW, a yeah, piece of work. I would drag her up there every single day. And, and you know what? Wow. All her friends were up there too. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't doing her a disservice that way, but man, we certainly weren't going to the beach. <laughs> No, yeah, you weren't you weren't laying it uh, laying on the sand, no. just taking it all in. No, you you were you were taking people out, and uh, did you you never had to butterfly knife anybody though? Actually, luckily. no. But I, you know, the funny thing is, I did have that butterfly knife, and I did carry it around with me back then. That's what I thought. I remember you mentioning that. I wanted to make sure that luckily it never had to spill any blood. I to be I'm not this. I never even talked about these things. It's really weird. I I had the butterfly knife on me, and I also had a pellet gun on me, a lot of times. Wow! Look at so you, man. The, the, so the the king of the arcade had his gloves. You had your pellet gun and your butterfly. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I actually had this Magnum uh, one. It was really. I had these things that called armor piercing bullets. I called them because they were pointy, and uh, <laughs> but they were but they were pellets. Well, they they were they were pointy in the sense that you could shoot. Okay, so a can of water, like say a pop can with water, you could shoot mm-hmm. through it nearly. You go through. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. So you had the the most, as you said, magnum, the the most hardcore of pellet guns <laughs> when you were in the arcade, basically. It was weird because I went up and I just bought it back then, and they just gave. There like, you go, kid, and I'm like, cool. And so yeah, sure, I, I kid. I wasn't carrying around twenty four seven, but I did have it with me at times. Yeah. Well, did you did you ever wear gloves to play Street Fighter? No, but but you know the funny thing is, I bought a pair of gloves with that in mind to do that. And I think I went to the arcade and I put them on once and I felt like such a stupid loser that I took them off in pure embarrassment. And I also, the grip, I couldn't get the grip on the the the, the fight stick. I, could, I, just, I just couldn't get it the same. So I got rid oh, of that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The skin to joystick, very different feeling than if you had some barrier there. I can there, imagine there's a that joke totally there somewhere. Your game up. There's a joke there somewhere. There's a, I, somewhere, the skin to joystick contact is is essential to win. Well, I got to ask you this, Dave. How old were you when you played Street Fighter uh, 2 on the Super Nintendo? How old were you? So I would have been in elementary school, see, because we have that we have that age gap. So I would have probably been, oh, let's wow. think. So I would have been probably six or seven. Think about that. Shit, I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why. That's why you were the perfect person to have on because you're going to give us that seedy arcade underbelly oh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> now, now fun. we got. L- let's take after we've gotten through uh, all of the harsh punk experiences. It's time for a game break. Yeah. So of course I had to have you do a game break. This is going to be a very simple one. I just want to talk about our favorites. We we briefly touched on some of the characters. So I want to go through each game. Tell me your your favorite character from Street Fighter, but also your main fighter from Street Fighter. So your favorite character and your main character. Because for me, I have that issue with, with fighting games where I have a character I love. Oh, that's my favorite character. But I suck with them, so I have somebody else that I main with. So give me your favorite character and your your favorite two 
beat people down with at the arcade. The funny thing is, there is only one. Uh, one character that I'm good at and one character that I love. And that is Ken Masters. I mean, I I fell in love with that character when I saw Street Fighter 1. I saw Ryu. And there's this guy in this red gi. I'm like, who the hell is that? Is that Chuck Norris? You know? Like, <laughs> it was like, it's kind of, it was kind of weird. And then when I saw him in Street Fighter 2... There was just something about this American character who's just so American, you know, the bl- the blonde surfer hair, wearing a red gi, doing fireballs yeah. on the, you know, on this port with a ship in the background. I just thought it was the most, I, I, I sounds really weird, but I just saw him doing the fireball and I was like, oh, I love this character. This is character's great. And then when I started playing him, I became really good at Ken. I must have been in Street Fighter 2. The differences between Ken and Ryu are not really there. Uh, you'll see the differences mm, right. later on. Um, but I loved his backstory. I loved how he was married to Eliza. And had, all of a sudden, he was a multi-millionaire. And he's just, just a bigger-than-life character that was very humble and loved co- you know the competition. And uh, yeah, so when I play Street Fighter, it's always Ken Masters. Only okay. Ken Masters. I'm very good at other characters. I'm very good at Guile and, and quite a few other characters, but it's always Ken for me. Always Ken. Okay, now let's jump and do the old switch reverse. I'll give you mine first. So for Street Fighter, uh, my favorite, my favorite was uh, always Blanca, but I was terrible with Blanca. And um, it, it, I always sort of jumped between two when it came to the character I play with because I was not very good uh, no offense to the fans out there, but Dalsum was my go-to because Dalsum can be a little bit easy mode. I mean, come on. You got the stretch. Oh, I, I don't know. He's, he takes a lot of technique. He has a lot of technique with Dalsum. Yeah, I think that I think it's good for beginners, but I- impossible to master unless you put the effort in, is oh, yeah, what I definitely. would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a great starter character, but if you want to continue with Dalsum, you got to you got to bring your stuff. It's really, really, it's really weird in the original Street Fighter 2, and I'm not just saying this to like, I know... I'm I'm very good with every single character in the original Street Fighter 2 because if you want to become great at a fighting game, you need to play all the other characters. So right. you know, yeah, because you don't know what you might end up with. You know? That's why I'm so good at Street Fighter because I spent years playing it in the arcades. Years, not just like a ten, you know, a couple of hours. Years playing mm-hmm. in the arcades, and I play. I get bored of beating the game with Ryan Ken. I'm like, and Guile. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use E Honda today, and I would just yeah. be, and I'd be the game with everybody backwards and forwards multiple, multiple times. So. Yeah, so it's weird to say that I like Ken, but I'm I'm pretty good at a, a lot of other characters as well. That's good. I mean, you are. I mean, it's sort of known that you are very good at Street Fighter. You are a free, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. You are one of the best. Street Fighter. Uh, Could you imagine what that is? You got all your neighbors out. Like, Let's go. Yeah, I think that's Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I can't even farter. say it right. That's more Mortal Kombat because you got uh, what, what is the a Bo Raicho or Bo Raichu. Bo, Bo Raichu. The, the guy who farts is one of his uh, special This, this would be like oh, a, a, a group, a, group uh, a neighborhood fatality. <laughs> oh, no. Dangerous. Okay, well, now let's jump over. Favorite Mortal Kombat character and favorite Mortal Kombat player uh, character to be as when you're oh, interesting. taking you know, I You know, I, again, I don't know why I'm very single. Uh, you know, I'll actually say uh, Sub-Zero is my main. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. I love stuff. I think, you know why? And I can tell you why. It's because he has kind of Street Fighter-esque moves. 
You know, he can freeze the mm-hmm. ground. And I, I kind of, and I don't know, he feels more like a traditional Street Fighter character in a lot of ways, even though he's very not. I, I yeah. will, I, I can, I could play him very easily. Um, but, you know, obviously I like Scorpion, you know, get over here. I just, I, I, I so I think I, I think he's a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick between you know the ninja characters in general are just are just so fun to play as Scorpion, Sub Zero, you know even when you get into the weird ones you know Reptile, Ermac, Noob Saibot. I mean there's just so many. It's almost like oh the ninja characters are my yeah. Favorite. I like Kung Lao as well. He was pretty good as well. I enjoyed Kung his Lao character. was very good. Yeah. I, and I actually really liked Raiden. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't until I got older and I got over the fad of. Oh, everybody likes to play as Scorpion. Everybody likes to play as the ninjas. When I started to become more seasoned in Mortal Kombat, I think I really sort of took to Raiden and and sort of Raiden's kind of become like my go-to character when I'm not playing. And Sub-Zero has always been my favorite when it comes to the ninjas, so go figure there because I always like um, characters that are based around water and ice in video games always appealed to me. That's why you know, you know people in the past have asked me about uh, Pokemon. Well, who's your starter Pokemon? What was your favorite Pokemon? I bought Blue version because Blastoise was on the cover. I like the idea of Water type Pokemon. Right. I've always been just into uh, you know in, in Final Fantasy games. My favorite spells have always been the ice spells. Right. You know, ice one, two, three, and then eventually when they went to you know Blizzard and Blizzaga and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just something that always appealed to me. It's interesting. I want to bring this up because you brought up Raiden, and it's so interesting. The reason why I like that character quite a lot is because it brought me back to the three storms from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> it was that kind of myth- uh, uh, mysticism aesthetic with the lightning and you know and the big bamboo hat. I I I absolutely love that character for that reason because it reminded me of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was such a unique uh, character. The idea that he sort of he was an elder god that sort of put himself on the same level. As, as these mortals that he was fighting with. And it was it was so cool to see somebody from this other world who was on basically what I saw as our side, you know, because yeah. we were the good guys against the nether realm. Yeah, very cool character. You got to be uh, like the imagination in creating the characters for Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. I mean, look at that. Look at the characters they've, they've made over time. It's just been incredible. The imagination. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely. So there we go. There's our character conversation for the game break. Now, getting back into it, there's a couple more things I'd like to talk to you about before we finish up. And uh, when it comes to, you know, the gaming community and the gaming culture and sort of how Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter have sort of been ingrained as like they are the fighting game franchises that you have to admit they are the top dogs. Yes. In the fighting game, you know, franchises. Yes, there's been some newer ones. You've got your Marvel versus Capcoms and things like that. But to me, Marvel versus Capcom can never be as grand as Street Fighter because it is, in a way, it's almost a spinoff because it's taking from Street Fighter so much. Yeah, but, it, it is. It's doing its own thing, though, as well. You know, it's changing the whole yes. combo system, the way it plays, and it's a little bit of chaos, like uh, counter chaos. It, it makes sense when you're playing it for stringing moves together. But it's it's, it's in the same universe, per se. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking about sort of a, a clone or a sort of uh, uh, clear uh, uh, inspiration, I want to briefly, very briefly, talk about World Heroes. World Heroes, a game that doesn't get talked about much right now. I know, you know, I got to pull out those deep cuts because you and I know we're legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people out there thinking, um, oh, why don't you guys talk about World Heroes? But <laughs> I was a big World Heroes fan. You know, me, me. 
fucking two, and I never get a chance to talk about it. So I'm really happy you brought it up. Yeah, I... and and you <laughs> guess guess who uh, one of my favorite go to characters was based on my Street Fighter character. Oh, would it who be you... the Brock? Yes, Brock or Brocken, and um, and also and a little bit Rasputin because he kind of had a similar idea. Um, but Rasputin is such a turd uh, in the game. But but yeah, Brock is definitely um sort sort of my go to. Oh because hey of hey, the... so uh, I'll put it to you, Dave. Who did I use in World Heroes? Oh, uh, Hanzo. I don't like. <laughs> well, Hanzo I did as well, but Fuma was my main. My, oh, okay. My, my main. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. Well, there you go. So, see, see, fellow World Heroes fan. But uh, World Heroes, I was better at than Street Fighter. I don't know why. I, I don't know what the difference is, but it's clearly, clearly heavily influenced by, by Street Fighter. I mean, it's so obvious. Oh, it's it's absolutely, um, like, uh, influenced by it. But they did enough of their own things that it started to become its own thing. Like, when you look at the movesets for Hanzo and Fuma, they're basically Ryu and Ken. They really are. But the difference is that they had double jumps, which I really, that added so much to the, like, um, your strategy and how you played it and especially your combos. And I must admit in, uh, like, World Heroes 1, I love Mm -hmm. that game. I actually, I'm so nostalgic. I got to buy World Heroes 1 in the Neo Geo, the first one. Everybody has World Heroes Heroes 1 is my my favorite. Uh, Sadly, I only have the Super Nintendo version, but it's playable. I have World Heroes 2 on the Super Nintendo. Everybody, everybody has a copy. Of, I've said this in episodes. Everybody has a copy of World Heroes 2 somewhere, you know, in, in a back <laughs> closet. If they want and it nobody's or not, talking about it. <laughs> everybody has it. But I think when I first saw uh, World Heroes, I really liked all the different characters. Uh, but I loved that I could pick it up, play it like Street Fighter, but they were doing a few more things with the double jumps and, and all that and uh, some of the shuriken moves they do with Fuma. Um, where you get some different results. I really like that. And I also like the bonus stages. You know, you mm-hmm. remember that you'd there'd be that rock and you'd, you'd attack it and you'd carve it into like some man standing there or something. Yeah, it was so so ridiculous because yeah. it was just like, well, let's see, why why just beat up a car when we can do this ridiculous? Let's sculpt with our fists and feet, and and that's what I really liked about the original. That's something that that really made me upset in the later Mortal Kombat games is they got rid of the. It was very light, but the test your might bonus in Mortal Kombat where you would hoo, 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 ah, and you would hit the, the, the blocks and they would get harder and harder as you went. It was a shame that they kind of got rid of that uh, uh, in the later games. I think, I think in a way they were, they, they, with Mortal Kombat they've always been trying to find their own unique voice mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting to see Mortal Kombat now that it's very much like Street Fighter but it's its yeah. own beast but it's very much like Street Fighter. You can pick it up and play the same way. It, it still is its own unique thing but it's gotten right. a lot more complicated They've added so many more uh, systems to it, per se. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they realize it's it's okay to not be wildly unique. Some, sometimes there, there's a lot of things you can learn from other games, and it's not that you're trying to parody it or clone it or, or go full-on world heroes with it. You, you can be your own while also still being, you know, at, at that top dog level. And, you know, Street Fighter is, I, I think most people... Most people would probably say Street Fighter is the top dog over Mortal Kombat just because Street Fighter sort of fig- I would say they figured it out before Mortal Kombat. I think did. I think I think just Street Fighter gets that uh title to it because it, as you said it's the originator it created a brand new genre 
of fighting games that you'd seen in Karate Champ to mm. like this degree, <laughs> and they stretched it out into something else, which, yeah. I mean, when Street Fighter came onto the scene, you were just like, wow. Even when Street Fighter 1, you were like, wow. Even the, the controls, everybody bitched about the controls, whatever. Mm -hmm. The game was like yeah. nothing. You'd, you'd never seen anything like that. Characters that big that looked like anime characters. And then when I walked into an arcade one day, the very first time I saw Street Fighter 2, a huge group of people around it, and I'm looking over them all. I'm like, what's everybody playing? I knew, Little did I know it would be this game, Street Fighter 2. You know? I was like, oh my god, it looks so incredible. And look at the moves. And it, it struck something in me in the 90s that, I mean, it was just like, I, I've got to learn how to play this game. I want to be the best at it. it it's one of those things. It was just, I, that was my main focus in life. <laughs> Not passing yeah, I, I, high school or doing this or this. It was, let's get good at this. This is what yeah. I want to do. So <laughs> that was tough. the focus. You can definitely, it's interesting to also think about, you know, they are wildly different fighters, at least initially they were. And they have sort of gotten closer as things have progressed. But, it's interesting to think that you have, you know, Street Fighter, which is, you know, very much a Japanese-developed game. And then you have Mortal Kombat, which is super American, you know? Yes. In the development team. I, I Let and me it, say, I, I used to be such a weeaboo back then in a way that I was like, oh, no, I only play Japanese games. Oh, that's an American <laughs> game? Forget that. I was so stuck. I'm not going to lie. I'm norm that's normally me still. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it's it's funny to see that they were able to go head to head with with Street Fighter because uh, more so than you know, I know that everybody always talks about the Nintendo versus Sega debates and the console wars and things. I actually saw more of a debate between specific franchise games than I ever saw big debates between consoles. And Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter was a big thing. Like, well, it was the, all part the of Street it. Street Fighter all... players and the Mortal Kombat players, and then it became a, like who's getting the best port of Mortal Kombat too. Like, is it going to be on yeah. the Super Nintendo? Is it going to be on the Genesis? Oh, wait, yeah. you know, the Super Nintendo got Street Fighter 2 before the Genesis. And, you know, it became all of these things. Like, that. Does, you measured a system back then on how well it played Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah, and that was huge. And, and, and how they sort of, you know, ported an arcade game. What's the best port? Like, that did help with consoles. And now consoles are, you know, surpassing arcades in, in that way. Now oh, yeah. to finish up, I briefly want to get into this a little bit. I am not well-versed in this, but I figured it'd be something to bring up. I'm well-versed in the Mortal Kombat aspect of this, this next topic. So the movies and the animations, I, I guess you could include the animations, but first we got to talk just movies. Of course we had Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And then we had uh street fighter, the movie. Yeah. Um, I, this is pretty much a, a cut and dry win. Obviously, the Mortal Kombat film, the original, is uh, I I would say significantly better than the Street Fighter I, movie. But I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I I, ahead. I agree with you. But I wanted to say one thing. I remember me, and my friend Andrew, we were big Street Fighter fans. Uh, he was one of those kids getting coming over to my place, getting annihilated. But he still <laughs> loved the game, anyways. He's he still mm -hmm. we still retained our friendship. And we yeah. found out there was going to be a Street Fighter movie. And I must have been about twenty years old. And uh, so we went up to the theater. I'll never forget it. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, my franchise. This is my life. It's going to be yeah. in a movie. And I sat there. I know shit. This was me. A lot of times, I was doing the face palm. No joke, no exaggeration. This is me. I'd be watching it, and I'm like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, 
And then, so, so that, yeah, it was really, I was so disappointed. But I want to say this much. I want to say something about beautiful nostalgia. I watched the movie, uh, maybe about a year or so back. I sat up one night and I'm like, I'm going to watch this, you know, it's like the anniversary of the movie coming out. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, it's only all these years ago I watched it that night. And I watched it and I got to say, I absolutely love the movie now because it is so monumentally terrible, but it's also such a, a moment in time from back then. And it is so cheesy, the lines, you know, for me, it was Tuesday, you know, like Van Damme, you go, going to kick Bison's ass so hard up Reaver, you know, so many great lines. But that being said, Mortal Kombat, the movie, the first movie, they just got the feeling of the world of that first game and they brought it to the screen and they got it right. But I will say that both movies in my mind are phenomenal now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I love I love the first Mortal Kombat um, film. I, I did not see it in theaters, but I saw Annihilation in theaters. Um, Annihilation disappointed me because they really pushed the the really bad early CGI era, yeah. and, and it came off poorly. The, the first movie, I mean, they had to follow it up because they did that goofy cliffhanger at the end, um, you know, leading into Shao Kahn. Yeah. Uh, but, but the first movie was so good, and... I, I get, <laughs> I you know what, I don't get it. But, you know, spoilers, they, they killed Johnny Cage in the beginning of the second movie. You're rooting it for people. snap his neck. Crazy. You're rooting it for people. Right, sorry, yeah, everybody, uh, pause, go watch the movie. Yeah, go watch the movie. <laughs> Put a big spoiler on the Johnny screen. Johnny Cage dies. Uh, but Johnny Cage also doesn't appear in, um, uh, I believe, Mortal Kombat 3, right? Is it oh, 3? I, at this point, as I say, that's when I checked out. Yeah, because I know he was in he was in two, but I believe it was three where he was not featured. So I don't know if they were trying to, you know, keep that oh that's weird going or whatever. I'm sure yeah. there's some story as to why why they did it. But he was such a lovable uh, a hole in the first movie. Like he, you know, I'm not a Johnny Cage uh, fan of the game in the game sphere sphere. But when it comes to the movies, like the first movie, Johnny Cage was very likable. Oh yeah, he, he just didn't know what he was getting into. And he was like, oh, no, yeah, I'm going to do this tournament. It's going to really get my career back on 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 uh, track. And then he gets in. He's like, wait, what is going on? What did he just? He's like, what is this real? <laughs> I know. It's, those, yeah. movie, those movies are a beautiful imprint of fighting games and movie adaptations of the 90s. I mean, they're wonderful because, yeah, that's, as I say, Street Fighter is horrendous. And it's, mm-hmm. that's what makes it so. I'm telling anybody who's watching right now. If you've never seen Street Fighter, the live action movie, there's an animated movie that is is, is really good, but the the yeah. live uh, the the live action movie is terrible. Go and watch it because it's so wonderful. It's so bad, it's great. Yeah, it's they're they're all worth watching for sure, and and it's something that you're never going to get movies like those movies ever again. Like, it's just never going to happen. Dave, when you when you think about it, when you think about like modern day movies and how the movies are made and what they're like, exactly what you're saying. I cannot believe that Street Fighter, the movie, was made the way it was made, and everybody was okay about this, and they thought this was a smart thing to do. It's it's such a testament of the time. Even Raul yeah. Julia, that's his final film. You know, yeah. I, I they all believed in it. Little did they know that it would be laughed at all these years later for all the different reasons. I Were they trying to make it uh, intentionally bad? They were trying to make it for kids, for sure, so... 
I don't know. Yeah, it was like it was this weird, weird line they were trying to to tightrope walk, and it just it just became an amazing cluster ultimately. Like the great and the great it, scene in there is like E Honda's getting whipped. <laughs> I don't remember if you remember that. He's just like standing there, like yeah, is something happening here, and they're like whipping him, and he's his back is all like red and bleeding, yeah, and he's like, yeah. and he's just like yeah, and it's just like what is this? Exactly. Though so I will say my my favorite on screen appearance of Street Fighter characters would have to be from the Jackie Chan classic, City Hunter. Brilliantly brought up, Dave. Beautiful. Oh, man. Jackie Chan dressed as Chun-Li. Oh, boy. So good. With the actual sound effects and the special effects. Oh, man. What? Why? Why? That's the, how good that movie is because that thing, was so unnecessary. They just did it. Back in the day, uh, we're talking in the 90s before the internet again, I would get tapes uh, from my local animation club and there would be all these Japanese commercials on there and I remember at the end there was this that sequence and I didn't I kind of figured I'm like oh is this from I, I'd heard from somewhere else that it was from City Hunter but it mm-hmm. wasn't like all they had was the clip of Jackie Chan doing all that stuff in the Street Fighter but I was like this is the most amazing I want to see an entire movie of this this is the <laughs> best thing I've ever seen and then years later I bought it on Blu-ray City Hunters based on the anime a manga adaptation and mm-hmm. I watched the whole movie and it's such a weird moment. That movie's really good. Do you like City Hunter the movie? Isn't that great? Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love it. We, uh, Me and Kim have got to watch it again this year. I think we watched it like five, six years ago. And I'm like, as soon as we finished watching it, I'm like, we've got to watch this again in a couple of weeks. And we never got to it. So got to get back to that. But that yeah. sequence is the best. The best. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was such an interesting thing to be like, you know, we're going to make a City Hunter movie. And we're going to put Jackie Chan in it. I was like, all right, what what is happening? But yeah, they, I mean, they great, great movie, goofy, goofy when it needs to be. It does. It never takes itself seriously, which City Hunter never needed to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. But great stuff. Wow. So we, we made it. We made it through. And I want to say thank you so much for being on Digitally Distracted as my first special guest. I, I think it's pretty clear that, that I have to agree. Street Fighter just just barely inches it out in at least the, the importance of it in, in when it comes to fighting franchises because I definitely have that fanboyism for Mortal Kombat. But, I mean, you got to admit, Street Fighter has done a ton for uh, vi- fighting video games, let alone sh- what it's done for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm not 15 years old anymore saying, oh, Street Fighter's better than Mortal Kombat. I finally recognize that they're both really great fighting games that are doing vastly different things, and I enjoy yeah. them both for those things, you know? I, one doesn't have to win for the other one to lose. They both win in my eye, for sure. Again, make sure you check out Johnny Millennium, the happy console gamer on YouTube. He does great stuff. We've, we've been buddies for a while. Uh, of course... We, we got to do more collabs in the future, right? I, I want to say, Dave, thank you for having me on. I've had a really great time talking about World Heroes. We get a chance to talk about Sea <laughs> Hunter, the old days of the punk arcades. I really yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Well, if you want to have a topic or you have a question for Digitally Distracted, you can leave it in the comments. You could also use the hashtag Digitally Distracted on Twitter. You can at me. Please at me, bro. And you can also send me an email, send me a message, join the Discord. You can support the show on Patreon. It's totally up to you. But thank you so much for getting digitally distracted with me and Johnny Millennium.